It's Casey on the radio, the health and happiness show brought to you by Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Hi, it's Casey. We have lots to share today. I'm glad you're here. The Boston Marathon is Monday and one young Superman will be running again. Hear the story of Jonathan Bruno as we highlight Autism Awareness Month. Have you heard of Eileen Hickey? I hadn't either, but she is a miniskirt-wearing, motorcycle-riding artist in her 60s with a message for women of all ages. What a breath of fresh air. We'll meet her today. And Broadway's John Tracy Egan is now at New World Stages playing Newt Gingrich in Clinton the Musical. Stay close to win tickets. Well, if you are hearing this in real time, it's Sunday, April 19th, and I am hosting my final ladies' lunch at Shine On Reiki in Cold Spring at 11 today. Stop by. After that, I'm moving Shine On to a new location. Get details at CaseyOnTheRadio.com. Now, get ready for a big and tall dose of inspiration and a great family story. Verlaine Bruno is here with his brother as they prepare for another marathon run. The runner's name is... Jonathan. How old are you, Jonathan? 25 years old. 25 years old. He looks wonderful. How are you? Welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate it, Casey. It's wonderful to be back with you. Tell everybody about your brother and his Boston Marathon journey as he sits here so beautifully and proudly with his wonderful medal. Yeah, I told him this morning, oh, we're going to talk about the Boston Marathon. So he grabbed his Boston Marathon medal, uh, the one from 2014. He has it in his hand right now. And um, it's very proud. He's actually about to run his seventh consecutive Boston Marathon and his 15th overall. Now, when we first got him started, um, Jonathan is on the autism spectrum. He has autism spectrum disorder. And he's on the severe end of the spectrum, which means that he's very limited cognitively and very limited verbally. It means that he's a lifelong dependent. Uh, For the most part, again, that doesn't mean that he doesn't make much progress and steady progress, but a lot of the things are very slow and steady. Um, Whether it's verbally, academically, or behaviorally, all of it is a slow, kind of steady approach. And, you know, you have to work on all different types of things, from hygiene, from safety, from, you know, activities of daily living, uh, which is basically everything like cleaning up after yourself and monitoring things like that. So when we first wanted to get him into different activities, we got him into things like horseback riding and basketball and bowling. And some of them he kind of liked, some of them he didn't particularly like, but we wanted to throw him in the deep end for everything. And uh, we took him to a special needs running program called Rolling Thunder. They're based in uh, in Long Island, New York. Uh, and yeah, we took him there and he, he wasn't very good to start with, to be honest. He struggled pretty mightily. And my mother, uh, God bless her, she took him uh, consistently for three to four months and he was the last one uh, to, in the smaller races he would stop 10-15 times a lap you know when ah, they're just trying to do right. you know four laps for the practice and Jonathan is three laps behind the last runner and my mother would you know get behind him and push him and get her hand dig her hand in his waistband and pull him just to kind of help him because he didn't understand the concept of it which I'm sure a lot of normal neurotypical people have no problem understanding how do people run for periods of time he, right. he would get tired and stop But long story short, uh, my mother was very disciplined and kept up with it. And even when he wasn't really getting there and he wasn't really making that much progress, we were thinking of quitting and moving on to something else. But a coach at Rolling Thunder named Coach Vincent Delsid, he saw some potential in Jonathan. He took him out and said, let me see if I can get him for a three-mile run walk and keep him ambulatory and just see if he can do it. He came back from that and said, this kid can do it. Let's let's start training three times a week. Let's get him and I can, you know, just teach him and mimic how my mother 
father would deal with him because he didn't have any special needs training. Right. And oh, he didn't. He did not. No, he's a CPA. He's a very smart man, and he's you know he's all deep in the financial world. But he happens to have a love and passion for running. And by the time he met my brother, he had been I think he had run eleven to fifteen marathons. I'll have to check with him on that. Right. Make sure. But yeah, he had or he had been a very passionate marathon runner and just decided to volunteer for a special needs running program without any prior special needs uh, experience or, wow. or knowledge. You know what I'm thinking of right now, how much of it is energy. The energy that he brought to moving <laughs> Jonathan around the track is a different energy than a mother brings. Without question. This runner had the energy and maybe some kind of knowledge is transmitted through that just that sense of being, you know what I mean? A, a lot of the way that Jonathan and a lot of people on the autism spectrum, and I've had the pleasure and uh, privilege of working with hundreds of children, you know, basically from you know pre-adolescent to adults with autism, to kind of see some of the universal traits because everyone on the autism spectrum is different. That's why it's called a spectrum. As right. many you know colors on the rainbow, there are as many different people on the spectrum who can be you know diametrically opposite, but share a couple of you know things that that get them going. And energy is one of them. My brother is very, very hyperactive and that's one of the things that once he started to enjoy running and internalize it, it helped a lot because he has so much energy. So, much energy. so even after a five mile run when he was first getting started, he was still going and jumping around yeah. and he wanted to go and put on some Mary Poppins or some Toy Story or Shrek or you know, he loves a lot of the toy, you know, the Disney and Pixar <laughs> right. movies and the um, even Sesame Street and stuff. Even at his age now, as an, you know, he's an adult with autism but he still loves the things he loved in 19 1995 and right. and the stuff he you know listened to when we were growing up but um yeah that coach coach vincent and um and actually another coach coach sue uh basically took jonathan under their wing and they incorporated him into their running schedule and about a year and a half after meeting vincent they ran their first marathon together wow. and it was it was unbelievable just being there i mean seeing him seeing tens of thousands of runners pass and we're waiting at the finish line for 5 hours and we're not sure if he's going to get there or how he's you know how he's doing finally we see him and he's coming and he had a couple of cramps that was the very first time he had run that much right. so he was walking for about a quarter of a mile and then his legs you know finally Gave him enough. He ran up to us. He sees us in the stands. We're all crying and screaming oh, our faces imagine. off. Oh, it was unbelievable just because it's it was a powerful moment. It's it's a culmination of a lot of things, of a lot of, you know, dedication, perseverance, a lot of hope because, you know, you never know. I, I honestly, when he first started running, was so happy that, oh, he'll be able to do a couple of 5Ks for the rest of his life. Yes. Now that looks like short-sighted thinking, seeing as he's a multi-marathoner. But that's the way you have to approach special needs and you can't, um, you have to, you know, you don't want to put too much of a ceiling, even though there's a lot of disabilities and a lot of, you know, obstacles, things like this can happen. And, you know, who, who would have thought that when he first started and he's the last one finishing the races and he can't do a lap without stopping 15 times. Now I have to get on a bicycle in order to help him train for his long runs. I can maybe run two, three miles with him and then I drop out like a fly. But when he has to train, you know, 12, 14, 16 miles, he ran a 20-miler last weekend. Because wow. when you're getting ready for the marathon, it's 26.2 miles. You have to be in shape. Absolutely. And so, yeah, so took him for a 20-miler and made sure he had his water and everything. I, I uh, set up his iPod, loaded it up with all the music he loved, oh. all the soundtracks from all those uh, movies. And he just has a smile on his face. It took three hours, and he's just smiling the whole time. That's beautiful. Now, what's your message for parents or other people who have a special needs person in their life? 
That, like, um, well, again, just throwing them in the deep end, trying different things, even if it looks from the outset that it's not going to work. Because, again, if we had quit, we wouldn't have any of this, any the gift of running, the pleasure of seeing him cross the finish line, the pleasure of seeing him kind of have a sense of identity in that sense because he knows he's a runner. We talk about the marathon for weeks before, and he's excited. He's not like, oh, my God, that long thing you made me run. He's right. like, ooh. He grabs his medals. He, he keeps the medal on after he finishes the marathon for an entire week. He right. Does, he only takes it off to shower because we have to. But other than that, you know, oh. uh, he's he's really remarkable. And again, he doesn't know his pace or time. It's not about getting him fast or him being the fastest or, or training for the Olympics or stuff like that. It's him having something that he loves that he can do for, mm. you know, he can do it into his 50s, 60s and 70s. Sure. I, I'm a bystander at the marathons and I see people, you know, again, in their 50s and 60s, pushing themselves to the limit and having that discipline. And it's remarkable. And of course, as his oldest brother, I need to get my butt in shape yes, because I can't, he can't be getting 20 marathons and I still have zero to show for it. So <laughs> one of these days, do you think you'll join him? <laughs> without question. Without, well, join him is a relative term. Uh, I, I can join him and train to, you know, maybe run a couple of miles as a guy at his pace, right. but I'll definitely run a marathon, you know, in one of the marathons that he's in for sure. Probably a couple of minutes, a mile, um, you know, right. slower, <laughs> but, but I definitely would because it's so inspiring. It's amazing to watch So him. Boston Marathon is... April 20th, 2015. You actually can track Jonathan. Uh, you can either go to his website. It's uh, www.autismsuperman.com. Uh, he loves the autism. He loves Superman. He's loved it since he was a kid. And we have an autism puzzle piece Superman logo he wears. So. Great. And, uh, and if you want, you can also just text him on your phone. You can track him on your phone. You um, type in his bib number. It's 25392. And you text that bib number, 25392, to the number Two three four five six seven, and that will get you'll get a text message back saying you're tracking Jonathan Bruno at the Boston Marathon, and right. you'll get alerts. For I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> I've got my phone, and there I am go. going to try to maneuver it. Hold <laughs> on, find my texting. Okay, mm -hmm. and I'm going to write to who two three two four, three four five six seven five six seven. And in the text field, you're just going to put his bib number, which is two five. Two five three nine two three nine two two five three nine two. Mm -hmm. Send now. When the day of the race, I will know where your brother is. Oh, and you just got a you just got Boston an alert. Marathon alerts. You're signed up for race alerts for bib two five three nine two. Jonathan Bruno. You will receive up to six messages per bib. Yeah. yeah. So you'll get everything: the ten k split, the half marathon split, the thirty k, forty k, and then his finish. So you'll yeah. get a kind of a text alert that says Jonathan officially finished, and we appreciate it. And the best part again is that. You know, April is Autism Awareness Month. Uh, April 2nd, they had World Autism Awareness Day. Just a wonderful kind of moment that everyone takes a little bit of notice because Jonathan, like many people on the autism spectrum, are part of our community. And they're everywhere, in a sense. And that's it's important to at least be aware. Again, if you don't have someone with autism in your life, that's not your fault. But being aware is always nice. Knowledge yes. is power in that sense. What an amazing family. Verlaine Bruneau with his brother Jonathan running the Boston Marathon tomorrow. Visit AutismSuperman.com for more more go jonathan meet a motorcycle mama and the man who plays newt gingrich off broadway next on the health and happiness show it's casey on the radio the health and happiness show friend it on facebook and follow it on twitter casey on the radio fun and inspiration 
we're with Dr. David Bank from the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Doctor, what's new with fillers? Can you explain what they are and how they work? Fillers are substances we inject into and under the skin to restore the volume that our face loses with time and sun damage. Okay, tell me more. We've had fillers available for years like collagen, Restylane, Juvederm, but we focus on filling the lines of the face, like the ones from the corner of the nose to the corner of the mouth, or the lines from the corner of the mouth towards the jaw. Now medical science has realized that these lines are caused significantly by loss of volume in the cheeks above. Now more than just filling the lines, we're adding filler to the cheeks above the lines. Does that make the face look puffy? No. If done correctly, it's subtle and looks completely natural. Patients often report that friends can't put their finger on it, but they say, you look great. We thank you, Dr. Bank. And where can we find out more information? They can go to the centerforderm.com or call 914-241-3003 for a personal consult. 241-3003. Hello, this is Pamela Cuccinell offering you the astrology forecast for the week. Sunday morning dreams may be hard to dismiss. You might even wake with an epiphany. Whatever task you take on today leads to something bigger than you'd anticipated. Monday is best for organizing tasks or a day of relaxation. Tuesday morning cuts through illusion or any feelings of helplessness. This leads you to a dynamic afternoon for relationships, conversations about finances, and mutual goals. Wednesday is Earth Day when a compelling message delivers. The afternoon has a Venus-Jupiter picture, which signals good luck, romance, or a financial reward. Thursday, it's time to pick up new beginnings momentum. Reach out to people who are or feel like your family. Let the inspiration and possibilities flow. Friday might bring an actual confrontation or something internal that surfaces. Recognize that it comes up on its way out and meet it head on. Saturday, a surge of energy and passion is available, especially if fire is prevalent in your natal horoscope. That's Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius. You may be the instigator or the recipient of an action on Saturday. Either way, it's important to be sure you understand the implications and listen to all involved. Visit my website to find out more about each day's mood forecast at insightoasis.com. Hi, it's Casey. Sometime in the thick of winter, I think it was February, I was asked if I wanted to speak to a motorcycle riding mama who uses lipstick in her art and wears miniskirts, and I said, of course. And that's all I really knew of Eileen Hickey when I found her up in Vermont and said, how are you? I am wonderful. It's beautiful up here. So what are you doing up there? Snowmobiling. Snowmobiling. (laughs) Hell yeah. All right, and you are traveling around the country on your motorcycle. Tell everybody what what you're doing. (laughs) Well, I'm here from New York. I came up to visit a friend of mine in the snowy mountains of Vermont. I live in New York City, and I spend the weekends in East Hampton, New York. A trip to Baja on my dirt bike is in my near future. I ride dirt bikes. I ride on a track out here at Calverton, and I I love it. I have four bikes. You ride dirt bikes? Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) All right. And do you have a message that you're spreading while you're riding your dirt bike? The message is equality for all. Women need to be fully represented in our population with all the same rights and privileges as men. I think we've made a lot of uh, of progress and we need to keep on going. We need to regroup and uh, and refocus and reattack. I'm with you. All right. Sounds like a plan. So how did this dirt bike thing come to be? 
I always wanted to ride motorcycles my whole life, and out where I go on the weekends, uh, everybody rides dirt bikes because there's acres and acres of woods and trails. It's incredibly beautiful, and uh, it's been preserved, and it's a way of, of preserving things uh, when people interact with the environment and are interested in it. So I started, I went out and bought a bike. I bought the wrong kind of bike, went to the wrong kind of track. So the end result was that I learned to ride pretty good really fast. <laughs> I see, <laughs> I see. self-preservation. <laughs> all right, all right. So how old were you when you took up dirt bike riding? I was 63 years old. Okay. And now I'm 68. And you're having a hell of a time. Yes, I am. I, I love it. And you're also an artist. Yes, I am. I'm an artist. I paint images of fragility and power, um, like guns and roses, and I use makeup. I use lipstick, eyeshadow, and nail polish. Take a stand uh, for my girls. You know, I'm true to my school. I like to have cognitive dissonance. That is things that seem to not go together, and then when they're together, they create a message that you can be powerful and you can be you can be soft and open and have compassion and be incredibly badass at the same time. Okay. So you are a 68-year-old. I heard mini skirt wearing. uh, Motorcycle riding. Motorcycle riding artist. (laughs) Yes. Who's out for equal rights for women. Absolutely. Yes. That's fantastic. What would you like our listeners to know about you this morning? I'd like to know I'm a stand for women being whoever and whatever they want go out there and and rock now would and you, bring your bro- and bring your brothers with you and bring your brothers with you would you <laughs> would you call yourself a feminist where are we with the word feminist absolutely hell yeah hell yeah all right give me a good example of a feminist in pop culture today do you think beyonce is a good example of one yes you know she's making her way she we're making it up as we go along we're making, there's a new paradigm, I think, shifting and moving and emerging of marriage, of partnership, of closeness, and the benefits of interacting within the community. And the internet, social media, has made the world a much closer place. There's many more opportunities to connect and let people know how you feel. You know, and very often, I know I feel two ways at the same time, or six ways at the same time, right? I feel two ways about the same thing at the same time. And, uh, you know, say about marriage, you know, I I was I love the closeness and companionship. I like partnership. I like having common goals and pushing forward and making a difference in your community. And I also like to be the boss. I also, you know, sometimes I don't like to be the boss. Sometimes I'm relieved when someone else is the boss. So I think it's feeling your way along. I think Beyonce is a perfect example. She's like spectacular. And she also, however, lives a block away from me in New York. Get out. Get out of town. That's so great. <laughs> yes. That's so great. So, yes. so would I be fair, would I be right in saying that today feminism means a woman can have whatever she wants? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. That's it. Yeah, and we can't, and don't back down. So if that means a woman wants to stay at home and raise kids and not work... More power to you, sister, right? Exactly. Or if you want to go run a company or mm-hmm. anything in between. Bingo. Or be president of the United States. I'm ready. <laughs> Hell yeah, I like that. I want women to have the right to fail as big and as spectacularly as men do. And I want women to have the right to fail and then and no one notice and everything be, the, be fine exactly. a week later, yep. the way men do. The way men do. And I want women to have thick skins and be able to have horrible things to say said about them, true or untrue, usually untrue, and be able to 
slog right through it the way men do. Yeah. And, I don't know if that's in our nature, though. I really don't. You know, there's some well, things I in want our the nature. Right, I want the right to whatever our nature is. Okay. That we have the right to succeed and fail in equal measure. Great. I'm crazy about what Madonna is saying these days about ageism. She says, what is she saying? She's saying at the Academy Awards when she was walking in, she flashed a little hiney cheek. Uh-huh. And the world went wild because, you know, she's a 56-year-old woman and she shouldn't be dressing that way, acting that way. And, <laughs> and her stand is, if I have to be the woman that shows other women in their 50s, 60s and beyond that they can still be sexual and relevant into their older age, so be it. I will open those doors. But how dare you, you know, always mention my age, say that I'm 56. As Bingo. If, as if it was... Uh, something to be ashamed of. Well, or as if it's the essential piece of information to know about a woman. Right. It's not considered the essential piece of information to know about a man Absolutely before you not. make up your mind about him. Right. Also, the questions on the red carpet, you know, the women get asked these certain types of questions. My own personal favorite that men never get asked, which women always get asked, is how do you balance home and professional life? That's my personal favorite. Right. Men rarely get asked that. And so I'm for equal opportunity, uh, pressure and misunderstanding, you know, towards men, just the way we get it. So, <laughs> and Betty White on, uh, on, the SN- on SNL on the 40th anniversary. Yeah. When, um, oh, you know, the world's sexiest man kissed her. Did you see it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. She's 93 years old. Here's the thing. Tina Fey said that, that, that people care about people who they still want to know who they're having sex with. <laughs> Right, right, right. Bradley Cooper. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper kissed her. So here's the thing. You know, there seems to be like between uh, 50 and 80 is like a no woman's land. You know, those the, the, if you're between that age group, between 50 and 80, there's a way you're supposed to behave. But then after 80, you're cute again. Ah, uh, interesting. Right? Look oh, at Betty very White. Very interesting. Look at Betty I White. I hear you. Right? Yes, yes. And I think that's what we're out to change. It's like, no, we don't. You know, walk into 50 and fall off the face of the earth? Well, I know I didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You absolutely didn't. you can didn't. see my comedy routine about it on YouTube. It's Eileen Hickey comedy. It's called Divorce Yes. Divorce Yes. yes Eileen Hickey comedy on YouTube. And where else can we find more information about you? EileenHickey.com. You're listening to Casey on the Radio. Fun and inspiration. Find out more at CaseyOnTheRadio.com. Hi, it's Casey. John Tracy Egan has had starring roles in The Producers on Broadway, Sister Act, Little Mermaid, Jekyll and Hyde. But now he's going back to the 90s to play Newt Gingrich at New World Stages in Clinton, the musical. And I say this whenever we speak, John Tracy Egan, I love your face. (laughs) I do. I I have a face for radio. I love your face. (laughs) And I cannot believe the face of John Tracy Egan is playing Newt Gingrich. Tell me more. How about that? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We're uh, just running around the New World stages in Clinton the Musical and uh, making a lot of people laugh, which is great. Um, great news, you know, that when we started previews, people went with it. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, have, you have to go along for the ride. Yeah, they're having a good time. It's it's really it's really pretty fun. So set the stage for us. The year is 1992. 1992 into 1993, yes. We're saying how terrible 1992 is, but hopefully 1993 will be better, and we've got the Clintons, and it's a lot of fun. And basically, uh, it starts off with Hillary narrating that she's always been in love with uh, two men. Unfortunately, they're the same man, because there are two Bill Clintons. There's, you know, the sort of partying Bill Clinton, and then there's the, you know, the president Bill Clinton. Right. So there's two actors playing Bill Clinton, and it's it's pretty funny to sort of watch the, the hijinks. Wow, do you think 
they'll ever show up? The Clintons? Um, you know, I think that the show is is very positive. I mean, you know, of course it makes fun of all politicians and, and the process because we sort of love laughing at that. But it's very respectful in the same way. Nobody leaves going, wow, you really burned that person. Except maybe Kenneth Starr gets a little burned. But, <laughs> but he leaves with a smile on his face, too. Oh, my you know? God, I'd forgotten Kenneth Starr. Yeah, so, there's, so there's, no, there's, no, there's good guys and bad guys, but not really. How does it feel to play Newt Gingrich? Um, it's uh, it's pretty funny. I you know I did a benefit about uh, two months ago, and I announced I'm doing Clinton the musical, and I'm playing Newt Gingrich, and I think it was the biggest laugh I got all night. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it just cracked up. I said, "Really? That just cracked you up?" And I hadn't even you know said anything. Um, oh, it's funny. But I, yeah, I think it's it's fun to laugh at you know all the craziness and all the, the things that that have happened. You know, uh, right. and and it's all very lighthearted. It's funny when I when I was researching him and watching like a lot of YouTube and stuff, and just saying, you know, what can I take from actually watching. Watching him, besides basically the Lego hairdo, right. you know, which is sort of signature, you know, he, whatever your political beliefs are, yeah, yeah he, he's a pretty smart man. So it was kind of hard to kind of look at that and go, oh gosh, you know, I, and now I have to sort of have the fun side of it, but I was having a hard time without certain things that he said. Yeah. You know, finding sort of like the goofiness. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. He's a smart guy, and you had to make him look comical at times. Well, well right. So in the show, because there's two Bill Clintons, everybody has sort of like a game face and then a backstage face. Yes. And, I, you know, my backstage face is so extreme to what I'm sure Newt Gingrich is in real life. But it's pretty fun to just kind of say, oh, that, that, that's what he's like when the doors are closed. You know, so great, great. it's pretty silly. We can let our imaginations run wild. Clinton, the musical, you are in performance at New World Stages. Now, is this a limited run? What's the deal? It's open-ended, and um, hopefully we'll have a nice, healthy, long run, and uh, we perform every night except for Tuesday night, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday, and it's 95 minutes, no intermission, so it's a lot of fun. You can have dinner afterwards. John Tracy Egan in Clinton the Musical. If you want to win a pair of tickets, send me an email at casey at whud.com. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great week. You've been listening to Casey on the Radio. Hear more at CaseyOnTheRadio.com. The information shared on this show is intended for general information purposes only. You can contact Casey through the website, CaseyOnTheRadio.com.